What's happening, fam? This is Chris Harper, CEO of Better Man. I'm so grateful you're joining us for this episode of the Better Man podcast. This season is brought to you by our friends at Aroga Drive. Check it out at arogadrive.com. Also, check out the link in the show notes. When you purchase Aroga Drive, a portion comes back to benefit Better Man. Clean energy for all your daily needs. Arogadrive.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. Adam Tarno here, joined by Chris Harper. Chris, today we're going to talk about the Better Man Defined series, part four that's about ready to come out, uh, Bettering God's World. And so we're going to talk about a few aspects of that. Very specifically today, we're going to talk about the church. And uh, how many churches do you think you've been in in your life, if you just had to take a wild guess? At least probably 500. 500. That's a lot of churches. Yeah. That's At a least lot. 500. Any of them, like, let's just go pure surfacy. Any of them when you walked in? that there was something on the inside that was so memorable um, that you're just like, I'll never forget that church because they had this setup or it was in this location or yeah, something, something physical about the, about the building or the location. Yeah. One of them had a water slide into the baptistry. <laughs> like straight, straight Hawaiian falls, man. <laughs> First Baptist six flags. Was that where it was? <laughs> Uh, you, no. hit the, you hit that water slide, man, into the baptistry. They probably took your picture right before you landed in the water and <laughs> gave you a little souvenir. <laughs> Charge you $35 for the photo. <laughs> it's just absolutely sacrilegious, man. It's terrible. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, uh, in all seriousness, you know, we, so many different things. There's Our theologians are listening right now, and they're going, I, I, I remember the church isn't a building. It's a people. And so that's we right. get that, right? We get that. We understand that. Right. Here in America or this this part of the globe, a lot of times we go to a physical building. We know that's not the church. That's the location. Uh, but this is a really important strategy for bettering God's world, which may be surprising for some people, especially if maybe we got some listeners right now that either are new in the faith or even just exploring the faith going, you mean to tell me those little buildings that I drive by every day that I haven't thought about? for years that somehow that is going to better God's world. Tell me more. So uh, talk about that. Absolutely, man. The local church is the vehicle God has ordained to win the world. Hmm. Um, it's not It's not a parachurch ministry. It's not an outreach event. Uh, the local church is Jesus's bride. You know, I it breaks my heart when I hear men talking about, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. Yeah. And and those two things can't coexist. You can't love Jesus and not love his bride. Yeah. And he says the bride is the church. And again, to your point, Adam, us here in the West, our church context is is localized churches. It's the local church. And and men, we need to see men leading out in the local church, uh, participating, plugging in and praying for the local church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we did an episode a few weeks ago about where the church has, just for lack of a better term, just kind of failed men. And uh, and so this is not just saying if you just become a member and sit up or like like show up, sit down and pay up, that that's going to somehow better the world. And I like what you said. We've got to be we've got to be leading in the local church. And that's part of what we're going to be able to do. So. 
Um, not a lot of men maybe connect those dots there that, to think that, okay, I need to go and be a part of that. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think we're so reluctant there? Yeah, I think it's just not a, we don't see it as a necessity. I think there's church hurt. I think there's church distrust. Um, a lot of, I hear a lot of men talking about, well, the church just wants my money or the church just wants me to do something. And both those things are accurate. <laughs> like the church needs your money and the church yeah. does want you to do something, but it's not for the, for the glory of that pastor, or it's not for the expansion of the building. It's, it's for the glory of God. It's, yep. it's church leaders want men engaging because that's how we take ground for King Jesus. We take ground for King Jesus largely through the the local church and 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 our churches today a lot of our churches today are unhealthy I love I love this quote I heard one time the the sign of a healthy church is crying babies and singing men hmm. that's hmm. the sign of a healthy church man crying babies and singing men and and unfortunately and we just don't we don't see a lot of singing men uh, in church today yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's not just like a literal statement. I think that's also some metaphorical statement there. That's so, right. uh, so right. there's a guy that's like, listen, bro, I show up. I just don't like singing. Like we're not, we're not talking to you. We, you're there. That's good. Um, but, uh, but I like that because that's going to show healthy marriages if there's crying babies. Uh, and then the men that are there singing, that's going to show that, that they're there and they're participating. Uh, this that's isn't it. just something they're doing to get their wife off their back, uh, until next Saturday night. You know, uh, this is something that they're really taking serious. Absolutely. And we teach we teach in our new curriculum, Better in God's World, that that like a real man, God's man. I mean, he plugs into his local church. Hmm. Uh, it's not just it's just not something he does, but it's it's commanded in the Bible. The Bible says, uh, do not uh, neglect the gathering. You know, hmm. Paul tells Timothy in Second Timothy um, what you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust that to faithful men who who will be able to teach others also. And he's talking about that in the context of the local church. You know, yeah. in that in that one statement, we see Paul to Timothy, Timothy to faithful men, faithful men to others. We literally see four generations of discipleship in that one statement, and it's happening in the context of the church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I just think about my own life, you know, I've talked about this plenty of times, come to faith at around 21. Uh, was largely raised by the world. I mean, I had great parents who were trying to teach me, you know, uh, great wisdom and how to be successful in life and things like that. But what I learned in the church, uh, the list is pretty exhaustive, right? I learned how to be a better friend. I learned how to date well. I learned how to be engaged well. I learned how to be a good newly married husband. I've learned uh, what it means to be God's man in marriage. I've learned how to be a parent. I've learned how to manage my finances. I've learned a godly view of sex. I've learned a godly view of work. I mean, there is not one area of my life that has not been bettered uh, because of sitting under the faithful leadership or the leadership of other faithful elders who were trying to fill out or um, trying to live out that Second Timothy 2 principle. And I have benefited greatly, and my kids, therefore, have benefited greatly, and my neighbors have, and my wife has, and my employers have. And it all came through this thing that for 21 years of my life, I just drove by and didn't even know it was that relevant. I was paying a college institution to teach me those things, right? <laughs> and they did a fair job of teaching me how to be a good accountant. But these, these real other practical life skills, I was getting for free <laughs> not unless, uh, in the local church. And it was amazing. And I'm, I'm immensely grateful. It, it's hard to think 
about my journey without uh, the local church playing a, a vital role in all of that. So uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down there, friend. I love it, Adam. And it helps, it helps shape us, right? Mm -hmm. Just think, just think in the context of relationships alone. We know men struggle with relationships. We know men struggle with friendships. I think, I think one of the most uh, used terms in 2023 was a friendship recession amongst Mm -hmm. men. They're calling it a friendship recession. So just think in the context of relationships, men tell me all the time, I don't know where to go to meet people and make friends. Well, my answer is the church. Yeah. Like, like the local church should be the place to seek out male friendships. Some of the, some of the best friends, the closest relationships I have today came through the local church and and think about it. It makes sense, right? You're, you're all worshiping the same Lord together. You're doing that weekly, right? Um, you're both going to be heading in the same direction, right? You're both learning the same stuff. You, you'll see each other regularly if you're going to church and activating in community, right? You'll get to know one another's family. You'll be able to hold each other accountable. Like, like the church is this, is this safe place to create and cultivate relationships, man. And one of the reasons we see this growing isolation and loneliness amongst men is because men have large scale left the church. Like that's That's a direct correlation. Yep. Yeah. And so what, what ends up, yeah, that, that like, that is connected on the friendship. My buddy Graham Shelby said years ago, never forgot it, the value of a friendship, uh, or excuse me, the quality and depth of a friendship is determined mm-hmm. by the value of the shared object. Mm-hmm. And so wow. when, the, when the shared object is, is Jesus with infinite value, then that means our friendship can go to depths and will have a quality that is unmatched by any other friendship I've ever mm-hmm. had in my life. So if the shared object is work, not a bad thing, but let's just know there's a limit to that. If the shared object is fantasy football, again, not a bad thing, but there's just going to be a quality and a depth. If the shared object is golf, not bad, but if that's all we have, then there's only the, the friendship can only go so far and the relationship can only go so deep. That's good. So that's a word, brother. Yeah. So if there's guys sitting there, we probably have two groups of listeners right now. There's some that are they're in the church and probably just need to be encouraged that, listen, you're... Your faithful service in the church uh, is seen, right? Like the Lord God in heaven sees what you're doing. And I know you may not feel like you're sowing seeds or seeing results, but you are helping make this world a better place. Keep it up. They need that encouragement. Uh, What we probably have more of, though, is what I'm going to guess, just looking at the stats on where church attendance is and church, uh, maybe attendance is the wrong word, church engagement is right now, or probably some of those guys that candidly, may feel like, listen, man, I listen to great podcasts like Better Man, and uh, I've got a couple of friends at work, and we talk about Jesus every once in a while. I'm busy. I I don't know if I've got time to do that. So we got some of the guys that are just kind of dancing around it a little bit. Uh, What would you say to challenge that guy? Yeah, I would tell him that um, those those who stay are the people that make a difference and see a difference in their own life. Mm. Right. So a lot of men will come to church and and the first thing that gets sideways or the first thing that rubs them wrong, um, they bail or they'll go looking for another church. Right. Yep. There's there's this kind of church consumeristic church hopping culture out there. So my encouragement to the guy that's that's either hesitant or doubtful or maybe he's had a bad experience, man, give it the old college effort. Right. Yep. Give it six months. Give it a year. No church is perfect. Right. And, and, and no church is, is always going to be preferential, but 
the church can be beneficial if you just give it time. So, so the guy that's kind of hesitant, man, I would just say, give it six months, give it a year, ask the Holy spirit to, to work in you and to illuminate some things and, and make some connections. And hopefully um, you can get, you, you can get more rooted in your church. Listen, there, there are some, I'm a churchman, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a pastor. I love the local church. There are some things about my church that I don't like. Hmm. Name three. I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's but, true. Yep. But, but, but they're largely my preference, hmm. right? They're not gospel issues, right? Um, it has nothing to do with the motives or the heart of, of, of my pastor whom I love, right? It's yeah. just all preference. So, so here's the reality. Most men aren't willing to die to themselves enough to give church a chance. Yeah. And and so my word to them, Adam is man, you know, kind of get over yourself, mm-hmm. uh, die to yourself a little bit and, and get plugged into that church because that church needs you. And that's, that's a word for the guy that is plugged in right now. Listen, you can't be plugged in enough to your church. Mm-hmm. You can't be, you know, my encouragement to you is every time the church doors are open, be there, mm-hmm. be there serving, be there ready to give of yourself and and step into leadership roles, whether that's in the nursery, whether that's with children's ministry. You know, I had a church call me recently. They're they're debating on making women elders mm-hmm. and bringing women elders into the church. And and they were like, we need you like we need you to make a statement. We want you to take a position on that. And I said, hey, listen, man, I said, I'm all for women elders. If you're telling me you don't have a single man in the church that can do that job. And if yeah. that's the case, then you have a bigger issue on your hand than just yeah. adding women elders. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Like, like so, so like those guys that are in the church, um, hear me say, like your church needs you probably more than they tell you. Yeah. And 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 some of you guys, you're waiting for your church to invite you to kind of step into those leadership roles and take action. Well, the invitation may be long coming. So just take initiative. Take initiative on behalf of Jesus's bride. And serve her well, man. Yeah, yeah. And maybe for those guys that are going to big churches, because some of the things that I can fall into, because I've got a big church that I go to, and we have a big staff, right? And and sometimes it feels like, ah, eh, maybe I'm not needed because we've outsourced so much of the ministry to the staff. And hmm. so in some ways, like how I maybe buy time back in my life by getting a guy to fix something in the house for me rather than me doing it and that kind of stuff. It's like, ah. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a youth pastor for that. Right. Like that's, mm, I'm kind on. of, I'm kind of buying that. And, uh, but listen, there, there are so many things, regardless of the size of your church, uh, that you can go and that you can do. So that's a great word for them. Let, let's talk about this. Cause there's two other guys that I think are probably listening. I think guys that have been hurt by the church. And then to those who are, who are leading like pastors that are full-time staff, I want to talk to both of them. Let's talk to the guy that has been hurt by the church. That's just sitting there going, listen, I've been there. I've done that. I've done everything. You don't understand uh, the experience I had, and I'm not going back there. I told myself yeah. never again. What would you say to that guy? Yeah, so good. I would tell him, you weren't hurt by the church. You were hurt by a person. That's great. That's great. Um, Jesus's, Jesus's bride did not hurt you. Jesus did not hurt you. Um, Jesus loves you. Um, he came to die for you and he established his bride to equip you to do the work of the saints. That's what the church is, is for. I love what I love. I think John Calvin gave the best definition of the purpose of the church I've ever heard. And Calvin said, the purpose of the church is to take the invisible attributes of God and make them visible to a watching world. That's excellent. 
It's so good. Love, justice, mercy, peace, kindness, all those things. So, so listen, brother, you weren't hurt by the church. You were hurt by an individual in the church, man. And I'm sorry for that. Um, that individual is wrong. Um, uh, I hate that that individual did that to you. I, I pray that they, they've asked for forgiveness. I pray that you've forgiven them. Um, but it may mean you can't reconcile with them and you need to find another church. But let me tell you, not every pastor and not every church leader is going to hurt you. That's right. Uh, the majority of pastors and church leaders I have met at those 500 churches I've been to yep. have been honest, good men seeking to honor the Lord and 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 love those and love those uh, in his church. That's really good. That's really good. I, you know, I heard it said years ago with all that, that, uh, listen, just because you had food poisoning once doesn't mean you just stop eating. That's right. <laughs> you may just stop going to that restaurant or you may just not order that item. Right. But you don't That's stop. Right. Eating. I think we've said that before on here, but it, it's worth saying again uh, yeah. with all that. So, OK, let's talk to the pastor. So uh, he probably is uh, pounding the dashboard right now going, this is what I'm trying to tell. You know, the guy's <laughs> like, I need your help. And um, let's encourage that brother. Right. Because this is part of making the world a better place is having a healthy and vibrant church. We have an episode that we just did a couple of weeks ago that we can put in the show notes just to reference some more specifics yeah. on that. But let's let's encourage that full-time guy who is on staff at a church or leading a church. Um, encourage him. What, what would you say to him right now? Yeah, I would tell him that there are people out there that are not against you. They're for you. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that are believing in you. And I know like the criticism and the weight, the heaviness that comes with shepherding a church, man, it is not easy. Um, it may not take the greatest physical toll on your body, but but the mental and spiritual and emotional toll, I mean, it is not easy. Some of my loneliest days were as a was were, were as a pastor. Mm. Right. So so one, I just want to tell you, man, um, you've got one person, two people. And Adam yeah. and Chris that are praying for you. Amen. You know, better man is a tool. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell better man to you, but, but we are local church driven. You know, we're not like most parachurch ministries. Most parachurch ministries, the larger they become kind of the more church agnostic they get. Yep. Um, better man's the opposite. Like the bigger we get, the more church dependent we become mm-hmm. like, like we're here to serve you and to give and to not take. Um, so know that there are resources out there. And then, and then my biggest piece of encouragement to you, man, is press on. Yeah. Press on. Uh, I think it was Howard Hendricks who said the man that stays is the man that wins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, just, just press on. I think the average pastorship, pastorate, whatever you want to call it is three years. Mm. Like you can't, you can't show a congregation your life in three years. Yep. You can't teach them both both testaments, old and new, right? You can't um, you can't go deep in three years, man. So so my encouragement to you is stay, mm-hmm. stay through the difficulties. I believe it was you know I referenced Calvin earlier. So when Calvin got to one of his first churches, he he was preaching through the book of of, of Matthew, and uh, he got to about Matthew chapter you know fifteen after his seventh year, and they and and they basically ran him out of town. They hated him. Thought he was the worst pastor ever. So, so he leaves, he leaves and, you know, becomes a big part of the Reformation. Well, eventually, 10 years later, he comes back to that church and he picks up right where he left off in Matthew 15. It just keeps going. <laughs> like, so, so, brother, hear me say, man, just keep going. That's good. That's good. All right. One last person came into my mind. 
this is the Better Man podcast, but we know there are some uh, some wives, some moms, some grandparents that listen, some grandmas yeah. that listen, and um, you know I don't want to overgeneralize here, but yeah, you know, about like probably nagging your husband to to listen to this episode not going to be helpful, and then nagging him to go with a bunch of shoulds uh, is probably not an effective way. So, what would you say if there is? If there's a lady who has snuck on and is listening to this podcast, which we, we love, right? We love that. But let's give her uh, just some like insider baseball knowledge here on the best way to encourage a guy in this area. What would you say? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, ladies, I want to, I want to apologize on behalf of all men. And I know I'm not the ambassador for the men of the world. <laughs> but you're going but, there right now. So but, but own, it, own it. Own I'm, it. I'm, I'm apologizing on behalf of men. We acknowledge and we thank you for carrying the torch the last 30, 40 years when it comes to the church. Ladies, you have been leading out. You have been serving so well. Um, in a lot of ways, you've become the face of the local church. Um, all statistics point to that. Um, that wasn't your burden to carry alone. That wasn't your responsibility to carry alone. But to the grandmothers out there, uh, to my mom, who was the spiritual giant in my home, man, I just want to say thank you. Yeah. And and on behalf of men, you know, um, man, we got to step up and we got to help these ladies carry water. Like, yeah, it's not enough just to be sending them out there by themselves. So and 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 to the lady that's hearing that and saying amen, but I really want my husband to come along. My encouragement to you is just continue to pray for him. Hmm. Continue to model your faithfulness to the Lord and continue to pray for him. There is scripture that talks about a husband. A husband coming to faith and knowing the fragrance of Jesus through the faithfulness of his wife. And you, you, you very well may be that pleasing aroma. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, I, I, I amen all of that. And then I go, you know, that movie, my big fat Greek wedding, (laughs) (laughs) there was a scene where the mom and all the daughters (laughs) wanted to make a decision and they all knew we got to make dad feel like this is his idea. Yeah. And then they, they made dad feel like it was his idea and they got what they wanted. And I'm like, that's, those are the answers to the test right there. That's the way <laughs> that's it is with a lot of guys, man. Just, we got to <laughs> somehow make it feel like it's our idea. So that's uh, powerful. go, uh, go watch that movie and that may be helpful. You may get some tactics there as well with some of this. All right, listen, this has been great. So bettering God's world, uh, part four of the defined series, uh, being a part of the local church is one of the ways to better God's world. Where can people find this part four and learn more about the other areas with how to better God's world? Man, it is coming out in January, so it will be available. Betterman.com, defined part four, bettering God's world. We have a new video format around it, so it's going to be super cool, man. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Super interactive. It's going to be a great five-week small group, large group study for you to uh, sit around a table and, and, and walk through it. what it means to better God's world. I love it. All right. Well, Chris, it's always great to be with you. See you, bro. Fam at Better Man, we're all about helping men win. If you love our weekly podcast, you're going to love our new daily devotional, Better Mornings. Check out the link in the show notes to subscribe or go to betterman.com and sign up for Better Mornings, our 2024 daily devotional. It's everything you need to start your day as a better man.